AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana. This is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. We are in the final week of 2023, and we're here to share the five most listened to podcasts of the year. Number five is Melina Kennedy, the new CEO of the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership, joined us to talk about how this entity can anticipate the needs of the economy of the future. Take a listen to our interview with Melina. I think it's it's really about not sitting still. And so we, we have honed in on these strategic areas of focus through our branded initiatives and industry clusters. And how do we continue to look up and out and see what's ahead before it comes um, so that we can be investing now into what the future needs are. That's that's our biggest threat is to stand still, which we won't do. We have leaders like you and others who I'm constantly amazed by the energy. Um, but if we don't be intentional about coming together and recognizing both our strengths, and we have many, but also our our challenges, um, and then coming together to try to address that in advance. That the, the biggest threat would be to sit still, but I don't see Indiana as a place that will do that. And CICP is a big part, not the only part, but a big part of making sure that doesn't happen. Melina joined us just a few days after she began her work here at the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership. Incredible leader doing amazing work on behalf of Indiana. The fourth most listened to podcast on ag bioscience of 2023 was our conversation on Veterans Day with U.S. Senator Todd Young. Senator Young, an incredible leader, an incredible American who helped us understand this intersection between food security and national security. Take a listen to Senator Young. Well, I I, I think typically this linkage is made uh, by those who are of, of a dovish bent. Uh, idealists, as opposed to uh, hailing from a realist school of foreign policy. So I think it's important for people like myself or people, uh, frankly, uh, with a higher profile, like uh, Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis, former Marine Mm -hmm. Corps general, uh, who have made this connection very uh, directly uh, in the past. They need to make their voices heard. And it was Secretary Mattis who, who I think colorfully said, if we cut foreign aid, then I need to buy more ammunition. Wow. So, wow. I mean, this is exactly what he's talking about. Foreign aid, food uh, assistance generally, um, in addition to some, some other things. But um, the problem works both ways. Food shortages can lead to conflict, lead to great destabilization, but but war also leads to food shortages. Right. So, you know, uh, we keep coming back to the importance of food security as a national security issue. And again, I, I became really focused on this issue uh, during the famines in Yemen. Uh, they were a function, yes, of, of some environmental tragedies made the people vulnerable to changes in climate and and they saw a big decrease in yield that destabilized the country. But it was also the destabilization of their civil war and some outside intervention from Saudi Arabia and other countries that exacerbated the famine situation. So uh, they in, it, it, it goes both ways, uh, the causal links. Since that time, I've, I've continued to follow you know, this linkage, and we see it the world over. And uh, increasingly, uh, I'm hearing 
others uh, bring attention to this issue as you have. Senator Young has been a huge supporter of Indiana, of ag bioscience, really one of the forces that drove the U.S. Chips and Science Act to focus on biotech innovation. Grateful for Senator Young's contribution to ag bioscience in 2023. The third most listened to ag bioscience podcast of the year was our conversation with Dr. Kyle Moeller, CEO of Insignum AgTech. Kyle doing amazing work using biotechnology to enable plants to provide an early warning of some disease. This is incredible. Take a listen to our conversation with Dr. Muller. When I came back to, to Indiana, uh, the farm had started to do some different uh, kinds of practices. And so I uh, one of those was using crop protection or fungicides to solve for the problem of, of crop diseases. And I learned that they made the decision about what products to use and, and when they were going to spray in the middle of winter before seeds were even in the ground, before they knew if they had a problem or not. It's like, why, why would you do it that way? Well, I, I learned that by the time you see the problem, it's already too late. What you see for crop disease is uh, damage that's done to a leaf, either that's dead tissue, or maybe the entire plant is dead. But it could be other uh, similar kinds of things as well, like insect damage, right? What you see is a leaf that's chewed off or a plant that's laying on the ground when its stem has been chewed. Um, and, and the same thing is true for, for other things too, nitrogen deficiency or, or low fertility. So, the, so yeah, farmers have to be preventative in nature in order to, to not lose that yield, lose that productivity. And so I said, okay, I understand that this is the way you do it, but surely there's got to be a better way. And so I put together a couple of pieces of, of information that I'd learned about in order to come up with this new technology. And what is that technology? How does it work? So... Uh, the plant itself uh, starts to respond to to these stresses um, uh, within minutes of of let's say a spore landing on a leaf and starting to get into a leaf. So our technology is a genetic uh, uh, a technology that is present in the seed. That as soon as that plant starts to um, uh, respond to the disease and activate its defense system, our technology taps into that genetic response and activates another innate plant pathway, the pigment production pathway. So our plants turn purple in the very early stages of disease, giving farmers and agronomists an early warning sign when that disease is present so they can treat exactly when and where and if they actually need to before that damage is done, before any other symptom can be seen. But furthermore, we can do even more than just diseases. Right, plants have the ability to make a lot of different colors, red, blue, uh, orange, whatever. We can tie each of those to specific stresses and threats that, that might reduce plants' productivity. So we can color code whatever is wrong with a plant at any given time, red for insect attack, orange for uh, low fertility, etc. Love Kyle's work, love what he is doing, and we will certainly hear more from Kyle and his team at Insignum as that product gets commercialized. Our second most listened to Ag Bioscience podcast of 2023 was our conversation with Atlanco's Katie Cook. Katie is the Vice President of Farm Animal Innovation and took a really unique look at what's ahead for the future of animal agriculture. Take a listen to our conversation with Katie. Three years ago, sustainability was a buzzword. Right. Feels like this year, um, not even this year, I would say the past 12 months, it's really shifted in the minds of not just organizations, but really the minds of the producers of this is real. This is tangible. How do we talk about it? And how do we think about it? I think when we 
we look at sustainability and profitability, they absolutely have to go hand in hand. If they don't go hand in hand, um, if they're at odds with each other, right, we need to look at our, our food system overall and the resiliency of our food system and say, how does that sustain? And I think COVID has actually helped us as we Agreed. think about some of those different changes and maybe how we would have looked at it four years ago is very different than how we look at it today. But I would say that in a lot of the conversations that we're having now is, is most people realize, and when I say most people, so when you talk to either government um, policymakers or the food processors, retailers, they understand that in order for us to continue to make sustainable food and to make some of these big sustainable leaps, we have to make sure that there's value creation or profitability for the producer. Because as you guys have all seen, the, the cost of food is continuing to go up. The cost to actually raise the animals are starting to go up. We're seeing record high feed costs other input costs that our, our producers are trying to manage while still trying to bring a bottom line. And, and in some markets, honestly, they're struggling right now. If we look at the U.S. pork business as an example and some of the things that we're having to do. So I think really as we look at it um, and from an Elenco perspective is, is we see them as hand in hand. And when we look at different solutions, it's how do we make sure that we're creating value and that the producer is able to, to create or um, not create, but is part of that economic incentive and is able to t participate in that that economic part of the sustainability piece. But really, even if you just back up from that standpoint, sustainability and profitability are really the same thing because sustainability is efficiency. When you think about it overall, generally speaking across, you know, whether it's poultry, swine, beef, or dairy, our animals have, for the past 20 years, milk production, meat production is significantly 20 to 30% more efficient than what it was 20, 30 years ago. And today that's been things that the producers have been doing, you know, on the farm that is actually helping their, their P&L and driving additional profitability. Now it's to the point of how do we continue to drive efficiency where it makes sense. But now some of these new technologies and new spaces, really the only um, benefit it is, is that it is a reduction in carbon footprint or methane reduction or something like that, which then means that we do have to create different nodes of value in different ways for our customers to make, make money, um, or there's really not an incentive today for the producers to implement those technologies. Elanco has emerged as the second largest independent animal health company in the world. Grateful for their work, grateful for Katie and the time she spent with us. It's here, our most listened to podcast on the Ag Bioscience Podcast of 2023 was our conversation with Dr. Brian Lutz, the Vice President of Agricultural Solutions. Brian, just a brilliant leader, an incredible visionary for the role of digital and what it will mean to the future of agriculture. Here's our conversation with Dr. Brian Lutz from Corteva. When we think about digital and the role it's playing right now in farming, um, it's letting us shift our thinking from inputs being a cost to inputs being an investment, right? Um, you know, I, I always thought like, yeah, sure, there might be more expensive products that you can you can use out there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best investment. And likewise, when you've got to make a decision, you could choose a cheaper product, but that doesn't necessarily mean right. you're going to end up with more money in your pocket at the end of the year. And so I do think that that's, again, uh, really the key of, of the role of digital on a farm these days is that it's letting you transparently see the value of the products that, that you're you're using. And it's it's not just a skew anymore. I mean, I think that's where you and I have seen so many ag tech companies come to market and they're selling direct to farmer or they're selling in some novel way in which they're actually reaching the customer. But it, it's not just that skew. It's not just that one light on it. It's about a full package, a full solution. That's right. And so if you think about the full solution, the integrated solution, 
how you bring all of the products and practices together to really unlock that yield potential, like I was saying with my brother and his wheat crops. The, uh, you know, digital is the key that unlocks that, in my opinion. And so, you know, it's not a, a separate skew. It's not something that's independent. And so we're actually taking some bold moves at Corteva to really, you know, put that into action. So recently we have integrated our digital unit with our R&D our groups that oh, wow. also drive data science and all the innovation in our products. So a lot of companies, you know, they still see digital as, as something separate, something that they take to their customers separately. We've combined all of this so that our data scientists that are working at the earliest stages of our R&D pipelines, driving, you know, AI for new molecule discovery in our crop protection pipeline or our genetic gain and predictive breeding algorithms are working side by side with the data scientists that then are developing our digital tools and recommendations because that's the way that we can connect all of this information in a seamless way so that we can all deliver more value for customers. Brian and the team at Corteva, the headquarters moved here in 2022. Now Corteva, the largest pure play ag company in the world and the fourth largest publicly held company headquartered in Indiana. Grateful for Brian's work. Love his vision. This intersection of digital and ag. Tremendous opportunities to shape the future of ag bioscience. And it's what we'll do in 2024 together. Thanks for an incredible year. Thanks for investing your time to join us on ag bioscience. And as always, you can learn more about these stories and more at agronovasindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovas team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. Thanks for an incredible year. Thanks for making this podcast what it is. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovas Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.